podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back. The boys are back. Um, sadly, uh, we weren't going to record an episode like this, um, mainly because that was one of the most depressing losses in K-State basketball history. Um, yeah, absolutely sucked. But sadly, uh, Grant, uh, as we talked about on the last live show, Grant was sitting down with Reggie Stubblefield, for an episode, it was uh, deemed unusable on the audio quality. So we are hoping to get a redo with that. I, I think Grant is working on getting another episode with Reggie that we will hopefully be able to bring you guys sometime this week or in the near future. Uh, on the bright side, there is a lot of K-State news to talk about. But it will be just me, and probably you will hear Chauncey sniffing around, wagging his tail, and chewing on stuff as we record. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to start with the bad. What I am going to do is start with the good. And again, I, I say this, uh, you know, while I'm sure that Grant and Reggie were electric, and I'm hoping we get a redo of that, um, right before I hit record, one of our own, uh, Aoka Lee, continues to put her name in the record books, continues to not just be one of the best players in women's college basketball today, not one of the best in women's college basketball history, but truly one of the best collegiate basketball players ever to play the game. Aoka Lee just set the NCAA women's record for most points in a game as K-State absolutely annihilated number 14, Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma scored 65 points. K-State scored 94. So we boat raced them. But Aoka Lee goes off for 61 points, 12 rebounds, 3 blocks, goes 23 of 30 from the field and 15 from 17 from free throw. Aoka Lee put together one of the single most dominant performances in the history of college basketball. Not women's college basketball. Not K-State basketball. Aoka Lee goes 23 of 30 from the field. 15 of 17 from free throw line. That is one of the most dominant performances in college basketball history. And not only does she do that... In modern college basketball. In women's college basketball, which is exponentially every year getting better and better. But she does it against a top 14 team. She does it in a Power 5 conference that, if you look at the analytics, is one of the single greatest collections of college basketball, women's college basketball talent, ever to be in one single conference. 
she didn't do this versus you know all respect you know I'm not meaning to disrespect him but like versus a team like Western Illinois or a team like you know Oral Roberts she did this against the number 14 team in the nation Oklahoma came in today 16 and two Aoka Lee demolished them and again had the single most dominant performance probably in Big 12 history. She is the most dominant Wildcat ever to play the game of college basketball. You know, if you recall what Michael Beasley used to do to teams, Aoka Lee is doing that and better. It is not an understatement that K-State currently has one of the all-time greats playing for them. And if you're not watching them on ESPN+, Plus, you're doing yourself a disservice as a Wildcat fan. It's appointment television. I was watching that game over the NFL divisional round. K-State women's basketball, not only are they going to be competing for a Big 12 title, but they're extremely entertaining, and they have the single greatest basketball player, women's basketball player ever, and one of the greatest basketball players ever to play for K-State. If you're not watching them, you're doing yourself a disservice. I, I got out to Bramlage twice this year, early in the season, to watch Aoka Lee and this team play in person. She is going to be one of those players where you say, yes, I got to see her play live. She is that good, folks. Her jersey will be in the rafters. The question is, do you do it before her eligibility's up? Do you do it on her senior night, which would be next year? Uh, you know, it, it, it's wild. And, and I don't think it's hyperbole to say that they're that they are going to be a going down to the wire in the Big 12 race this year. And I think they'll make some noise in the NCAA tournament. But I think next year, if she sticks around, and, and this young freshman class sticks around, they could be players on the national title stage next year. She is that good. And they have some young talent around her that is that good. You know, she has been the superstar. There's there's nothing, there, there, there's no way around it. But you have the Glenn Twins that both are freshmen out of Kansas City. They both have been given Freshman of the Week honors. You have Sundell, who is one of the top five best freshmen in the country. She's gotten Freshman of the Week honors from the Big 12. You have that trio... Combined with Aoka Lee, combined with some of the folks that, are, that they're trying to bring in for next year, guys, if you're not paying attention to this women's team, like, I, 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 I don't know what else to say. You can add them as one of your favorite teams on ESPN on your phone, and they'll send you an alert when it's going. And, and guess what? Almost every game's on ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus is great. Being able to watch this team is such a joy, and they're they're going to be. In the running for the Big 12 title. With that win today, they are now tied. And it is massive. It is wild at the top of the Big 12. It is wild at the top of the Big 12. But Baylor beat Iowa State. And guess what? It is Iowa State, K-State, OU, all at 5-2. and two. Texas and Baylor at 3-2. and two. This is going to be a wild race. It is going to be entertaining. Do you remember how a lot of us really started focusing on college baseball for the first time back in 2012-2013, that season, the three-mile year. 
where we went deep in postseason play. Everyone got into it. Now is the time to jump on if you're not watching this basketball team. Aoka Lee is the real deal. Sundell is the real deal. The Glenn Twins are the real deal. And Jeff Mitty has quietly probably created one of the most talented rosters in the history of K-State Athletics, at least the modern time. You know, you, you look back to the Beasley and Walker year, yes, but they were freshmen. Aoka Lee's been around the block, so now she, as one of the National Player of the Year candidates, gets to show the ropes to these top 150 freshmen, and they're going at it. And again, here we are, sitting at the top of the Big 12, almost halfway through. Get into Bramlage. There's 4,000 people there tonight. I think there was closer to 7,000 in Bramlage for the KU game midweek. These women deserve your support because they are good. They are good at basketball, and they're fun to watch. And Aoka Lee is truly one of the greatest athletes to ever play for K-State. And it is wild to be living in a time where you have her, you had Aaliyah Carter for the volleyball team. You know, we, we are seeing some of the talent that you're, you're never you're, you're never going to see. Brooklyn Entz for the soccer team. We've seen three world-class elite, some of the best in the nation women athletes at K-State playing team sports for us. And it's t- it, everyone, need, well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, although I've done it a million times this show already. But they deserve your attention. They deserve your support. Not because they're K-State, but these are world-class athletes representing our university. So, I, you know, I, I'm going to pull up the schedule real quick because, you know, they, they need, they, they deserve your support. And again, we're going for a Big 12 title now, folks. We are going for a Big 12 title. So Wednesday, they play at Texas on Longhorn Network at 7 p.m. Again, one of those top of the Big 12 battles. And then they play Saturday, TCU at home. So if you can get out to Bramlage, get out there after the Ole Miss game for the men. Watch it on TV. Get into Bramlage, 6.30 p.m. versus TCU. Again, TCU is one of the few bad teams in the conference. So if you want to see what the big four can do, that might be a fun game. I think you're going to see some fireworks in that game. So again, support them. Every game is going to matter big time because they are gunning for that Big 12 title. Um, and, and honestly, we, we need to do a better job on this show talking about them. So I'm going to try to do better um, because they deserve it. You know, This team deserves recognition and talking about them. Aoka Lee is a superstar, folks. A Superstar. She she she's going to be the national player of the year, or she's going to be in that conversation. It's it's wild how great she is. All right, um, I'm going to touch briefly on the men's game, um, and it is going to be brief because it I, I did not want to record today specifically because I did not want to talk about that game again. Uh, a, a historic performance by Nigel Pack, and it sucks that it goes uh, with an L. It sucks that his final shot didn't go in to get the win. Um, just a frustrating game all around. Even in the first half, uh, when we went in at halftime up 16, um, the lack of rebounding, the lack of toughness after shots go up, uh, that's what undid us. You know, uh, The big men could not grab any rebounds to save their lives. Mark Smith wasn't grabbing rebounds like we've come accustomed to. Salt Miguel wasn't able to. It, it was frustrating, uh, and you thought, okay, you, you you knew it was going to get close in the second half, but again, 
ultimately um, not grabbing rebounds, missing a few timely shots, making some bad decisions, cost this team what could have been a massive victory. Uh, there's no doubt about it. It cost them what could have been a massive victory, cost them what could have been the fans getting back on board. Now they have some road games, and you're on the road at Baylor. We'll go live after that game. Um, but again, you you find yourself needing that game if you want to get back to ha- quote-unquote on schedule, if you want to get to the tournament and saving Bruce's job. Um, it was a devastating game. Second half, you know, was there coaching mistakes? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how you coach in game, telling them to get rebounds. Um, some bad shots, some good shots that didn't go in. It, it, it was everything had to go wrong in the second half, and it did. And that was a that was a devastating loss. And, and to see the way the KU players acted afterwards, to see the way KU social media teams acted afterwards. Um, you know, if any KU fan ever tries to act like they don't care just as much about this game or, oh, it's not a rivalry, I mean, just point just point to that game. Just point to their social media teams. Point to their players' reactions. It uh, And that's kind of what sucked because you had them on the rope. Uh, Bill Self used three of his timeouts in the first half. It that, that is just going to be one that haunts you forever as a K-State fan, and that might be one that haunts this team on Selection Sunday. It might be one that haunts... Bruce Weber at the end of the season. Uh, just devastating way to go out. Um, yeah, just just devastating. So we're going to move on past that. We got a little bit of football news to talk about. This is going to be a pretty quick episode um, just because, um, like I said, really, and, and honestly, if it, if it wasn't for Aoka Lee and the women's basketball team, with another massive win. Again, this is their like fourth win over a top 25 team already this year. And if it wasn't for them, this might have been the first Monday where we don't have a show uh, since we took our month-long break in the infancy of this show. So uh, they're they're great. The, the, the team that Jeff Mitty has put together has been great. And, and let me just go back to the women's team also. Because you had two back-to-back pretty pretty bad losses. That Iowa State game where you are controlling it the entire time and you let it just slip away. You let it slip away and then you get just you get blown out by Texas Tech. Again, those are two games that should have been wins. You're better than Texas Tech and you let it slip away from Iowa State. They turned around in midweek in front of you know a couple thousand students another 5,000 K-State fans, and they beat KU, and, and they have dominated KU women's basketball, just dominate over the last, like, 47. I don't know. I, I don't have it on me. I think maybe out of the last 45, we've won 39. So just dominate. And, and it started to slip away from them as well. So you have to give credit to the women's team and Jeff Mitty because they saw it going almost like it did versus Iowa State, but they were able to snap them themselves out of it. They're able to get buckets and get stops when they needed it to, and and they got the win. They bounced back, so now they're right back in the middle of the Big Twelve title race, and, and it is going to be such a fun race this winter to see who comes out on top. And hell, you know, get over to Municipal Arena. That's where the uh, women's tournament's going to be. Maybe you're going to see them 
you know, lift a trophy in Kansas City. So stay tuned on that. Um, we'll hit on some football recruiting news um, because we finally did get our signal caller. Uh, Adrian uh, Lara out of Arizona committed uh, this Sunday afternoon. And it's good to get a quarterback. You need to get a quarterback in every single class. Uh, I, I'm a firm believer of that. Chris Kleiman is it as well. So, you, you know, you knew that they wanted to get this one in. Now, I think a lot of folks will be like, all right, you know, you get your quarterback on January 23rd. How good could this guy really be? You know, I, I get it. You know, there's there's going to be that type of talk. But Lara is not one of these, like, take a flyer kids. He was committed to Washington State all the way up until December when he finally was just like, no, I'm not going to roll with this new coaching staff. Then he decommitted. And then that's when K-State really got heavily involved. This guy had KU, Arizona, Iowa State, Washington State, Oregon State offers out there on the West Coast because he's he's the real deal. He was 40 yards or so away from setting the all-time Arizona high school passing record. This guy can sling the ball. This guy can sling the ball. He's the number nine recruit in Arizona. And Arizona quietly has become one of the better states at producing some high school talent. They're producing, you know, between close to 20 to 25 or more power five guys every single year. And this guy was number nine. He was the number 27th ranked pro style quarterback. And yeah, you can nitpick his mechanics some. You can do that to almost any high school kid. But this guy gets numbers. And again, he's not he's not your typical flyer quarterback. Now, there's a lot of hope for 2023 getting Avery Johnson. They still haven't offered another quarterback. You know, I think that K-State liked uh, the strong kid down Texas. He committed to Texas Tech. So they're putting all the eggs in the Avery Johnson basket. So hypothetically, if you get Avery Johnson, you're like, all right, you know, is Laura ever going to be anything? You have Jake Rubley in front of him. Hopefully you have Avery Johnson behind him. I'm going to say this. Give him a year or two to develop. He's not going to get in for spring ball, which you want your high school quarterbacks to. He's not going to be able to. But get him in for summer camp. He's going to be working with the scout team most of the year. Work on the mechanics. Get used to playing college football. Get that first spring in you. Stick around. And you don't know what's going to happen. Again, I think this is going to be one of the better spring kind of scramble pickups. Uh, for this staff, and, and I don't think you're going to get too many better quarterbacks uh, to commit to you in January, uh, you know, the winter before they come on for fall ball. So I'm excited about that pickup. I think that they still have one more high school pickup in them. I think that there's a running back out of Florida that hopefully will be pulling the trigger soon. And, you know, if you look at rivals, all of a sudden this is close to being another you know, top 50 class. Chris Kleiman and his three non-scramble classes has been 49-51. And I think if Bates gets there, he's going to be right around that 50 mark. So, again, we've seen what the baseline is for Chris Kleiman recruiting. And I think everyone wants him to recruit better. But, again, if this is your baseline, if you're able to kill it in the transfer portal like they've been doing, that's going to be massive. 
Another low-key big thing that happened with the football team is Will Honus. uh, You know, he's decided to come over as a walk-on, which is massive because you don't have to use a scholarship, uh, coming down from Nebraska. And I I think that's low-key a pretty big move. He was an honorable mention All-Big Ten linebacker in 2020. He led Nebraska with six-and-a-half tackles for a loss in that shortened COVID season. Because the Big Ten only played a handful of games. And again, he, he's coming back from an injury. But this guy is walking on. And this is what is so massive. You get these Kansas kids to come back. You're coming from a shit show in Nebraska. Because they want to compete for their home state. And this is a guy who he, who he is walking on. Currently in the spring, he's walking on. And he's alleviating that need to grab another transfer linebacker. Uh, who's going to take up a scholarship spot when you still have these needs in the transfer portal. So that's why I think this is a low-key massive pickup because now you don't have to worry about trying to recruit another veteran linebacker to probably not start. You know, I think the hope is Will will rehab, he'll get ready by fall ball, and he can contribute on the two-line as a linebacker and so, so you don't have to either depend on a green freshman or bring in another, you know, transfer. So, Loki, I think that's a big pickup. Um, the final thing I'll touch on, and part of it's a little silly. Part of it's like, all right, well, you know, I think I think something actually might be a pretty good, pretty good uh, quality bet if you want it. So. Caesars put out recently the their first you know odds to win the Heisman Trophy. So I think the first name everyone looks for is Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn a hundred to one. Adrian Martinez a hundred to one. So I think Deuce Vaughn would be has value at a hundred to one. Now when's the, is, is he going to win it? I don't know. He's going to get votes. Is he going to get to New York? I think so. I think this team is going to be, you know, a nine-win team. I think Deuce is going to get a few more touchdowns. He's going to put up numbers. He has the recognition. There's going to be some campaigning around him. I think that is legitimately a good bet. What's awesome is you see Adrian Martinez also at 100-1. to Now, I, I think you can make an argument that Deuce probably should be a little bit higher up the list. But, hey, you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. Deuce is just going to pound the stone, but you have now a quarterback that has name recognition, that has the home run ability. Now, is he going to play clean games like Skyler at his best? Probably not. But the guy has the ability to be lightning in a bottle, just electrifying. So it's going to be interesting to see how him and Deuce, you know, cohabitate. I, I think it could be amazing. I don't see a downside. This guy came to K-State. He's a veteran. He knows how to play the game. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Then when's the last time you had two players on a Heisman list? You know, Heisman odds being released in January. Seriously. I, I, I don't know. Was it 2003 with L. Roberson and Darren Sproles? Would L. Roberson have even been on one of those lists? I don't know. 
I don't know if anyone can show me a time where in January Caesars had two Wildcats on there. Uh, that would be wild. But here, here's the crazier thing. It's not just two. I don't know why it happens, but the longest shot that they currently have at 200 to 1. So there's a bunch at 100 to 1. There's a bunch at 150 to 1. And then the final one on there, 200 to 1, Jake Rubley. Jake Rubley, 200 to 1. Now, I have no idea why they decided to put him on there. But it is wild to see three of them on that sheet. Three Wildcats on the Caesars way too early Heisman odds. You know, I might have to get out there and just put a buck on Jake Rubley, buck on uh, Deuce Vaughn, and a buck on Adrian Martinez. Just for fun. If I'm in Vegas, I might have to do that. Now, some of the conspiracy theorists on Twitter are already like, well, Caesars must know where Jake Rubley's going to transfer to. I don't think that's the case. I think the kid's going to stick around. I'd be de- I'd not devastated, but I'd be be pretty upset if he left. But, hey, Jake Rubley, 201 odds to win the Heisman. And, honestly, that the, the fact that the odds are so low on that, it should be like 5,000 to 1. He's not going to be the starter. He might not even be quarterback too. I mean, is it is it because he's related to Sylvester Stallone? Is, is that what it is? Everyone's like, man, Sylvester St- Stallone's nephew is playing for K-State. I'm going to get a Heisman, Heisman uh, vote in on him. 200 to 1, Jake Rubley. That's wild. All right, well, that's all we have uh, for for the show. Um, again, uh, I'm going to close it out just by saying, again, Aoka Lee is the most dominant Wildcat to ever play. She's more dominant than Michael Beasley. She's on her way to being the greatest basketball player to ever play for K-State. She's going to have her name in the rafters. She is going to be contending. And again, if, if Ashley Jones wasn't a beast for Iowa State, She'd be the runaway Big 12 Player of the Year. But she's going to be in contention for the Big 12 Player of the Year, the National Player of the Year. And this team, this basketball team, has a massive game versus Texas this week. And if they win it, you have to think that they might be the favorite to win the Big 12. This is a team worthy of your support. I don't care if you say, oh, I don't like women's basketball. Get over it. Grow up. They play a fun brand of basketball. And they're really, really good at it. So we love you guys. Uh, Hopefully we'll get the Reggie Stubblefield podcast to you guys. Uh, Hopefully Grant can get it on his books and get it uh, a new version recorded with Reggie over Zoom. Um, We'll be going live after the K-State Baylor men's game. Uh, We might, you know, if if the women beat Texas, we might have to do another pod specifically dedicated to them so stay tuned on that and again we love you guys um even when there's dark dark moments devastating moments the great part about being a k-state fan is the sun will rise and as we saw aoka lee and the k-state women's team absolutely bringing the sunshine so we love you guys tweet at me who 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 you'd put your heisman vote in on tweet at me uh, you know, the next time you're going to Bramlage to see Aoka Lee and the women's team play, 
Make sure you're watching them on ESPN Plus, Longhorn Network upcoming week if you get the chance. I promise you guys, they are worth watching. They are so much fun. Uh, if Grant was here, he'd say meet me at the Cathead. What I'm going to say is, uh, everyone, send your mom a Valentine this year. Go to Hallmark. Go to your grocery store. Get her a card. Send her a Valentine. It'll make her day. So, we love you guys. Meet Grant at the Cathead. Sports Social Podcast Network.